Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast. Social distancing at its best, Austin, Texas, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we can't, if I sneeze or cough right now on this microphone, I'm the only person that can transmit COVID-19 to myself. Josh, you're safe. And you have the grass behind you, which filters the air, gets you new yeah. oxygen. I mean, you may never die, my friend. You might live forever. I've, I've been getting ready for this for a long time. That's why this is grass walls behind it. It catches all the different uh, diseases, viruses, whatever. It's got it all. People want to know why you have such longevity in life. It's not just the grass wall. It's been the, the influx of Taco Bell died over the years. And uh, right now, is, there's no better time like the present than to Uber Eats, Taco Bell, supports your local national restaurant chains, tip your driver as well, and I guarantee, guarantee, since you're all working from home, you will be more productive. Case in point, Josh Shaw, a la 2015 or whatever the fuck it was, most productive and financially successful year of his life. Taco Bell, baby. <laughs> well, I would say out of that whole statement, probably do order from Uber Eats because you are supporting your local uh, driver that's probably was a bartender that lost his job. or something She was like a that, bartender probably, on a cruise ship. Probably not. Yeah, probably not Taco Bell, though. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, they, uh, McDonald's, all them, they are kind of the last resort of our uh, supply chain for food. So if, if you can't get any food from your grocery store, I guarantee go to your local McDonald's or your Taco Bell, and they will be stocked full of food for you. Let me ask you a question, Josh. Have you been to a supermarket or a large mass retailer in the last week? I have not myself. Okay. Uh, I've definitely seen my fair share of uh, social media posts, but uh, I have not. So the social media posts, I thought, were fabricated and bullshit. I was like, there's no way this is what we're doing as a society. I walked into Target, and sure shit, everything is gone. Literally everything is gone. Canned goods, toilet paper, everything you could think of, people going into their dungeons and, and their survival modes. And I think it's, it's, it's a very interesting time. Like, I'm not trying to make a joke or make light of the situation. It, it's very serious, obviously. But I, what I think is, I mean, what's good with us being in this industry is, like, we work in an industry in which it's very interesting how they approach this on different aspects. We talked about last week in terms of supply chain and ingredients and what's going to happen there. But also, I feel like we're doing fairly well as an industry for people looking for products that can help boost immune, immune support to help – um, listen, if you're going to be quarantined for eight weeks and all you're going to live on is Campbell's soup, like you're making a big mistake. You should be buying five-pound tubs of protein and meal replacements and something along the lines in our industry where you're actually getting some sort of nutritional value versus just you know 79% of your daily intake of sodium and whatever else you might get for for every you know the noodles and, and whatnot. But um, there are also brands in this space who are leveraging this situation for monetary gain in a way that I think is extremely distasteful. And I think this isn't the first time stuff like this has happened. I think that anytime that there's an opportunity, there are some brands out there and their marketing teams and their brand teams are like, let's take this opportunity and turn it into a financial gain. And it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Now, if Josh Shaw gets flown in across the nation and says, okay, this COVID-19 coronavirus is going to last all summer long. Because, quite frankly, it could. How are you, what advice are you giving their brand and their marketing teams in terms of how to approach this in a tasteful manner that's not going to make them look like, quite frankly, like a piece of shit? I mean, I think at this point, people are really confused. They are... You know, they're looking for ideas. They're looking for help. They right. are trying to navigate 
uncharted waters for, for a lot of people. They're trying to understand where do they go. They're filling in the gaps with the worst case scenarios. So as a brand and as you know, hopefully an authority, uh, you should be taking an active role in communicating and offering value to those different ideas, different, you know, helpful search trends, things of that nature. I mean, there's a lot of people that are searching for certain things and you should be providing solutions for them. Even if it's a little bit off trend or a little bit off brand, it's definitely on trend, but a little bit off brand, you should be trying to provide that value for people. So I think at this point, like as supplements or nutritional supplements or whatever we're talking about, yeah, the vast majority of our space is, is up because people are looking at it as we need to buy some products that maybe are going to supplement our bad diets now. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we're going to have less activity. So maybe this will just l help us kind of uh, through this kind of process. And in our space, unfortunately, to your point, a lot of people then utilize that in a way to take advantage of people's fear, people's uncertainty, people's uh, trying to, you know, get into a category maybe they're not all that, you know, comfortable with or, or know too much about. So they're going to use fear tactics or scare tactics to be able to, to sell people things. And that's the opposite way of what you should be doing. I mean, people that are, this is to me, I think like the defining moment, uh, and this is probably going a little bit too, too broad or, or getting a little bit too much here, but like, this is the defining moment for people. I think honestly, like people are going to look back six months, a year from now or whatever that is. And they're going to say, Hey, what were you like during this time? Were you valuable? Were you helpful? Or were you trying to take advantage of people? And this is going to define you in the future, regardless of how big or small this becomes in the whole grand scheme of our lives. People are going to look back to this, especially in the short term and say, how did you react in that moment? Were you helpful? Were you valuable? Or were you trying to tear everybody down for your own good just so you could put some extra money in your pocket? Yeah. I mean, okay. So, Candidly, we've seen social media ads and brands tout that you know. On one side, it, you have you have the beneficial area, which I which I love. Maybe they're offering free shipping, um, which I think is cool. You know, obviously, yeah. like taking the shipping charge off that little bit of break is is nice for consumers because shipping can cost you know up to twenty some plus bucks, which is right now can be a lot of money for people. Um, you know, there are brands who are suggesting. You know, you should load up on, say, vitamin C and immune support, things like that. Then there are brands saying, like, hey, we have this product. This product contains X ingredient. This X ingredient has been shown to prevent or whatever it might be with the coronavirus. Now, there is – that's a leap, a huge leap of faith. Yeah. I think if you're a brand out there and you're listening or you know of a brand out there and this is happening and they're claiming that their product can treat – Listen, we're in a space that we're supposed to always say anyway. My product cannot treat or cure any disease. Like that's on every dietary supplement. That's how it should be. So if you go as far as saying I have this nutritional supplement that can treat or it's been shown to prevent, like shame on you. What are you doing? Like it's it's first off, like it's not that I want you to potentially get in trouble, but you should be smarter than that. If that's what you have to do to sell your product, like shame on you. And I got a call the other day from a guy who wanted to work with us at FI who has a product that is the only other like industry that's using this ingredient is the pharmaceutical industry. And he's like, how can we, how can I use you to help, you know, promote this given the fact like it can help prevent or do this. I said, listen, man, I'm not touching that. Like that's not a space that I play in. A, I don't know enough about COVID-19. B, I'm never going to make a claim that this product can cure or treat X. So I'm not right for you. But I mean, 
if this lasts, you know, say all summer, do you anticipate seeing more brands do that shady tactical marketing that makes me, quite frankly, makes me fucking sick? I think the unfortunate answer to that is yes. Um, I think that those are the bad actors. They're going to continue to be bad actors. I think that good actors are going to adjust and maybe manufacture certain new products or whatever that is. And that's not to take advantage of the situation. That's just to meet the demands of people. If they're looking for things to help their immune system or they're looking for general health products or wellness type products and you're making a ton of sports nutrition products and people can't go to the gym like they used to or whatever it is, you have to pivot. You have to adjust. That doesn't mean that you go out and take your marketing and go to this like extreme level where all of a sudden like you're telling people you're going to cure diseases and, and viruses and all that. But I think everybody needs to adjust as this kind of ripples through the industry and you start to see different effects happen long term if this does last past the summer into the fall, you know, things like that for the survival of your brand and your business, you're going to have to make small pivots. Now, that might not mean you completely change everything, but it's kind of going back to what we talked about a few episodes before around just the idea of like protecting your core. So if you're known for certain things, obviously you want to like keep that core, but like all your other stuff should be rationalized from a, a skew standpoint and you should be adjusting to the trends that are happening at that moment. So if you do have the opportunity to be able to um, provide products that you think are going to be helpful for people in their predicament, not necessarily anything around COVID-19, but just like immunity, immune system or you know, just general health wellness products, then you are obviously going to make those adjustments because that's where naturally the, the market has went. They're not going towards the pre-workouts or whatever that used to be because the, the world has changed around us. Mm-hmm. And you're right, man. I mean, it's, it's tough for everybody to, um, in this space right now, because they're trying to find ways to, they have the lights to keep on, right? They have employees to yeah. pay. And if every state in the, the nation is going to close their gyms, there's really no reason for you or I or the rest of the world to buy a pre-workout, which is a high margin based product for that company. Right. So, and then if we're going to resort to having to buy proteins or meal replacements, those margins on that are not nearly as high. So, like, we're scraping at the barrels on certain things. But I, I, I also, I mean, it's a fine line across the board because I've even seen brands that I have huge respect for. This isn't this isn't wrong, but they're they're promoting the fact that they're increasing their production on things like vitamin C and stuff like that, and they kind of allude to the COVID-19 thing. And I think you just got to be careful. I think you have to be extremely careful with that. And it's not just COVID-19. It's not just coronavirus. Think about, think about any time there's a national crisis or a national disaster and what brands, not even just in our space, but brands across the, the realm of categories do. I, I, you know, I think of like 9-11, right? Like 9-11 happened. We went to war. There were brands that stepped up and kind of utilized our U.S. military as – a, a, a stepping stone or leverage in their marketing plan to get you to try to buy their product. So it, it's, it's very difficult, I think, for brands sometimes to understand what's right or wrong. And uh, one of my mentors, too, is like, listen, you know, we, we wanted to put up at our facility, like, we support our troops, but we also didn't want people to think that we're only putting it up because we want their business. So, like, that's the way a lot of people think. I don't think it's a bad thing to – I wouldn't say brag – I don't think it's a bad thing to promote that you work with an organization or a bad thing to promote that you're helping out a cause like the Australia wildfires that we did the, the, we raised awareness and money for. Like, I think that's a good thing to promote that. Like if you took, you, you, you partook in that, you should let people know that. I, I think that we now live in the day and age, like you and I both from 
you know, like the Midwest area, we, we never like to take credit for things. We grew up, you're supposed to do things in silence and you just do it because you're supposed to be a good human being. I think somewhere along the lines that's changed where it's okay to tell people you've done something good. And I, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but I, I, again, I think there's a, a, an extremely fine line, especially in our space where you can cross the line between basically legal and illegal type of advertising um, or, or in our space. So what, what type of things have you seen, Josh, so far since all this has come down that you've been impressed with that, that stand out to you? If anything, I mean, it's still kind of fresh and new. Like all this kind of, this shit storm really hit hard in the last week or two. I guess before I give any kind of positive props, I want to kind of make a mention that's a little bit outside of our space and more towards just like general consumer packaged goods. When I started seeing a lot of like the people that were doing the pantry preparation kind of um, like stocking up type of methods and getting into this idea of like quarantine living and like trying to make sure they're good to go. You had a lot of like strain on the supply chain um, from the store level. So you had what we were talking about before, a lot of images with grocery stores or Costco's or Walmarts or whatever that were bare. And you're still seeing those today. And what I think is the issue here is not necessarily like people, when you're trying to fill in the blanks, you go to the worst case scenario, like I said. And because of that, when you see images of like stores going out of stock, you think, the supply in the United States is gone. Like toilet paper, there's no supply. Right. But if you look at a company like Kimberly Clark or you know a number of other companies that make uh, bathroom tissue, like they have warehouses full of this stuff. It's not necessarily that we're out of supply. It's that this the current structure of the supply chains are not working appropriately for the the demand spike. So I want a lot of the this could go back to our spaces. Like I want a lot of the owners to get in front of the story and start to tell the story in a positive way. Like, Hey, if the CEO of Kimberly Clark was out there saying, Hey, we're good on stock. We're trying to fix these situations. You guys don't need to stock up. We are good. We have, you know, enough toilet paper for the whole world. We're good to go. Like people wouldn't be doing these things that they're doing, but they have to fill in the blanks themselves. So entrepreneurs should be getting in front of this story the best they can to make sure that everybody feels confident in their day-to-day lives so they can go back and worry about the things they need to be worrying about. So that might be something that a lot of people could take and, and put that into their own business and say, hey, I need to start giving more information, being more transparent during this time than I normally am to, to settle the minds of consumers because I think that just ultimately is a positive thing to to every to, to kind of every situation, um, I've seen little small things here and there from different um, companies or, or different organizations that have provided uh, work from home solutions, like given each of their employees like a thousand dollars stipend to go out and buy like the appropriate things they need to set up their home offices so they can continue to be productive. I've seen different things where people are going out and buying gift cards to support local businesses because they know that's like cash up front so they can keep the lights on. You see a lot of like the grocery stores and things that are giving a certain hour for elderly people, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty cool because they're kind of at the worst case scenario here because they're not really stocking up a lot of times. I know my grandma, she's stocked up probably for years. So I don't, I don't like she's, that's just the kind of person she is. But I know a lot of other um, people that aren't, maybe they, they're going to be struggling in this kind of chaos. So you're seeing like little things like that. I don't think anything like specifically stands out far and away for me, but I've been seeing a lot of people just be a lot more positive, try to be a lot more helpful. I think we're going to obviously talk about some of the negative things more 
than the positive here. But for me, I see a lot more positivity uh, just overall in the system. I think a lot of people are understanding that we're all dealing with the very weird situation right now. We're all trying to, to combat it the best we can. Mm-hmm. And everything is different than a couple weeks ago, at least in the United States. We kind of balked, even you and I, and, and I. a lot of people, we kind of were being realists about everything and saying, hey, this isn't all that bad. We'll get through it. you know. And I still am kind of in that way, but I, I also understand that there's a lot of things that are well outside of my logic that I can't combat against. There's a lot of emotion, a lot of panic that right. I just can't get around. Um, but I think overall, I think I've seen, at least on my side, a lot of positive actions, uh, people that are trying to make the best decision possible, even in the kind of worst case scenarios. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what all happens and what transpires over the next few weeks because, listen, I'm in, I'm in Minnesota. You're in Texas. How is the environment by you? Is everything, all your non-essential businesses at this point closed? Yeah, basically everything's closed. And, and kind of to bring this home, I've been – I'm an introvert by nature. I, I work long, long, long hours. I work from home if I'm not at clients. Um, if I could turn media off, honestly, it would be a normal week for me right. uh, because of the way that I am. But – what kind of dragged everything for me is that uh, last night uh, my girlfriend and I went for a walk. We live downtown in Austin where you know there's a million people within a couple square miles and we just kind of went for a walk and where we would normally see you know a couple thousand people probably on our two or three mile walk, we saw probably less than 50 people out and yeah. those people didn't really look at us. They didn't really want to say hello. They didn't, you know, they were kind of looking at us like, Hey, these guys might have something we, we got to stay away. Right. And, um, it was just an interesting environment where you didn't see, you know, the bars and restaurants that we walked by closed or had signs or things that said, Hey, we have pickup. Um, this is how you order from your phone and wait for it outside. We'll bring it to you or whatever it is. There was a bunch of things like that you're seeing, but it was, totally different world. It felt like a world that was like kind of like a Christmas day or something like one of those holidays where like everybody's going off and doing something in their homes with their families. That's kind of what it felt like for me and kind of brought it all home. I know in Minnesota, at least from following you on on Instagram and and things like that, following your kind of day to day, like it's very similar to that, right? Yeah. I mean, literally everything just got shut down recently um, here. Non-essential businesses, the governor said two weeks, but I think we all are well aware of the situation going on. It's going to last quite a bit longer than two weeks. Um, So, it, you know, we have to, as a as an industry, as a society, we have to adapt, we have to change, we have to improvise. And it's funny how many people have reached out to you and I directly, Josh, over the last like week, asking us, like, "Hey, what are other what are other businesses doing? What are other companies doing? What, what's Amazon doing? Especially for you and Amazon, like yeah. Amazon, obviously not not correct me, like they're not importing any non essential business items anymore. Correct? Is that right? Like, I mean, if it's if it's say say for instance in our space, like. Resistant bands. Everybody wants to build a home gym right now, right? You go to Amazon. If you have Prime, your normal Prime delivery is is one to two days. Right now, it's five to six days for Prime. That's how backed up they are. But resistance bands are what we would consider non-essential. Most of them are not made here in America. So is that an item that Amazon then would no longer import? I don't know specifically like the subcategory of like a resistance band. I know um, they are only doing like essential items because of they're saying it's a capacity or they're saying it's a um, capacity issue. Um, I think it's more of a labor issue. Um, I think they're just having an issue with trying to um, make sure they have the the right amount of bodies for the uh, increase. I think that right now 
Amazon is only accepting certain items uh, from sellers. So if it's still something where they buy wholesale, they're still going to be doing that. But if it's a uh, seller type of account, then they are no longer accepting those items into their fulfilled by Amazon um, system. Now, that doesn't mean that those things cannot be sold. They just mean that the, it has to be fulfilled by manufacturer. So it has to actually be shipped from the manufacturer. So if these come from China, as you're, to your point about the uh, exercise bands, right. that creates like a huge issue. Um, I've had a lot of calls lately from brands trying to figure out if there are um, some of these uh, power sellers that actually have badge, um, prime badges that they can ship from their own facility. So there's special, there's like a special um, category of sellers that have actually their their warehouses like approved by Amazon to yep. be able to still have the prime badge even though it's not in a Amazon warehouse. Um, so you're seeing that actually kind of be a spike in, in business. But from our space, like supplements and, and sports nutrition and grocery items, if you're selling, you know, drinks or bars or something like that, those are all still essential items. They're sure. still considering those essential items. So most in our category are not dealing with any of these issues right now. And that's not to say that like if this gets worse, that those get cut. Uh, but I think as of today, in which we're taping this, um, that has not been an issue. Um, I think that Amazon is making the hard decision. There's a lot of those items like electronics or books or whatever it is like that they have high margins on, that they're high price points, they can make a lot of money. Amazon's making the decision to say, we need to you know, work on the most essential items right now. The other stuff, people aren't buying in the, in the same proportion anyway, so let's just Forget about that. Let's just move on and work on the essential items right now. We have to think about what's best for we over me right now, um, even though, uh, you know, obviously they could probably do everything still. But it's one of those things where I think every business corporate responsibility is lo they're looking at themselves and saying, what can we do to help this situation in the short term? What is that? You know, what, what can that be? You're even seeing like a lot of these ideas with government or um, corporations moving back to like wartime decision-making, like, can we adapt our manufacturing to produce new things? Like you're seeing the car manufacturers. Can we, can we create respirators? Can we create different masks? Can we do these things with our shutdown plants? Can we move into like wartime production where like they used to move from cars to tanks or, or cars to planes or something like that? Can we do those things? So I think everybody's kind of looking at this situation and saying, we have to adapt by whatever means necessary. And Companies need to be looking at different industries and kind of looking at what everybody else is doing and saying, okay, what can we do to provide um, some help? And if you are in our space, like supplements or, or sports nutrition, these are primarily marketing companies. We've talked about this a ton of different times. So they don't have manufacturing facilities to be able to like turn things on and help people. So then you have to move into like, how can my marketing help people? You know, and it goes back to my some of my original points is like people are trying to struggle to figure out I have to cook from home a lot more. I'm, I'm a healthy person. I, I, I tend to go out and food prep a certain way, but now I can't do that. Right. You know, is there ways that I can create content to help people with different uh, supplement use for uh, recipes? You know, you've done a few of those types of things where people can make protein desserts or, you know, things like that. I mean, those are things that add value to the system. People are looking for, you know, in my case, I, I produced a, a piece of content around like work from home tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. That's not in my normal like content stuff. That's just me saying like, Hey, I understand that there's millions of people now that are doing what I do every day. 
I've picked up a lot of things over the last seven and a half years. Let me try to do this. So it's like we have to kind of move into like pivoting and adding value to the system if we are going to have this be a positive defining moment in our lives unless we want to do it the other way and we could take advantage of it and look at search trends, fear, scare tactics and go, I can make an extra couple million bucks here because I know everybody's scared. I get where people are coming from. I don't necessarily want to judge people because they have lights to turn, you know, stay on. They have employees. They have their own things. So I'm not necessarily judging it, um, but I'm also saying that like there's a better way to do this if you want to stay around and be a positive actor in the system long term. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, and it's going to be, it'll be super interesting. And for for me, being a marketing guy, fun to watch to see what people do moving forward. Um, you know, as, as you know, we were talking beforehand. There's a company that had sent me an offering that is extremely beneficial. Um, and, and you mentioned that it's, pr they're probably just breaking even on it. You know, they're selling a, a two pound tub of protein for 14 bucks plus free shipping, you know, with free shipping, hell they might be losing money or be pretty yeah. close. You know, um, that's one way to give, give back to consumers. Now I've seen, I've gotten s uh, several other emails now from brands within our space doing like a 20% off things like that. I think we're going to see a lot of things like discounts, free shippings. And, th and that's, that's a good thing. I think brands that step up and do that right now, um, it's a good thing. What I, what I, what I, what I cringe, Josh, what I, what I think is going to happen, and I hope to God it doesn't, is because we always have these businesses saying, like, this is your tax return sale. Like, spend your tax return check on furniture and this. Well, if the government literally gives us all $1,000 like they say they're going to, if I see one piece of marketing from a brand in our space saying, use your $1,000 check on this, or whatever it might be, it's going to make me sick. Like, that type of stuff is going to piss me off. And I don't know, um, and, and people argue me, like, well, what's the difference between the $1,000 check and tax returns? Well, there's a huge difference. Like, the $1,000 check is meant to be given to people who, you know, obviously waiters, waitresses, taxi drivers, whatever. I mean, they're the ones who really need it. Don't, don't leverage a shitty situation to, to increase your bottom line in that case. I mean, if you can help out somebody by offering a discount or help by offering free shipping, that's great. You're doing your part, but don't take a specific act that's involved in this whole thing and, and turn into a profit-gaining tactic for you. I think that's just distasteful. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I, we're probably going to see it, Josh. Like, literally, if, if we get checks in two weeks for 1000 bucks and we start seeing, like, hey – you know, spend part of that thousand dollars or, you know, spend your thousand dollars. We'll match a thousand dollars like or something like that. Like, just don't do it. Don't go there. Please don't go there. But, um, you know, if you're doing cool things like I know Core Nutritionals is doing like a like a meal replacement, like an MRP survival pack, like they're doing like two MRPs for 60 bucks, something extremely cheap. I mean, th these are the things that I think people if you're going to be in quarantine for eight weeks, these are the things that you probably should stock up and buy versus everything else that's going on. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's what's Josh all? Are you offering any sort of discounted services for COVID nineteen? Are you coming in on, on you know? Are you offering to bring the masks and hand sanitizer and the TP with you on the planes? Because the planes, I mean, your flights right now are like twenty nine bucks. You know, you can fly first class. Which those listening, if you fly Josh all anywhere, it's only first class and it's only <laughs> four seasons. So if you don't have a four seasons hotel in your city, he ain't coming. And he's got to be flying. He's. I think you're. I don't know if you're on like. United Arab Emirates flights now. I don't. You got some, or you got private jets. I mean, you're a high <laughs> high roller for sure. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. No. I think, um, you know, that's been an interruption for me at least on the flights. It's not necessarily for me. Like, 
Um, I, I'm definitely not irresponsible and I definitely understand, uh, self-quarantine and distancing and things like that. But even in the cases of like needing to do certain things, um, the client and, and, and I have kind of figured out that it's not necessarily the, the case at this point. I would say for me, um, this has been a spike in demand that's already been kind of uh, a larger demand. I think that, you know, strategy becomes very important during times of, of, chaos. Right. Uh, people, uh, you know, all of a sudden that becomes very important for them that they uh, start to plan for the future because now uh, the rosy images and, and things that they had in their mind and, and they didn't really think about risk exposure or any of the downsides of any of their decisions uh, start to become very real. So for me, it's been interesting because you're trying to navigate in an uncertain time uh, for people. And I take that very seriously for me. And I think that this is, you know, very individual talk in terms of me saying I'm working with a client, but I'm saying this also to talk with other entrepreneurs to say like, this is also a, a time where you can uh, be very authentic and real and try to help people and uh, make sure that you're always trying to add some positive stuff to the, to the slate, because I right. think people are struggling. There's, there's, there's really, there's nothing, honestly, like I was thinking about it the other day, I'm thinking like, there's no sports. There's no restaurants, there's no bars, there's no uh, gyms, there's no like even malls now or anything like that. There's like very few things where you can like go and release. Like there's, you right. can't just like let your mind go anywhere. So like try your best to like, just think about how can you in your little way help right. that solution. People are, are in a bad kind of place right now. You know what I mean? You're, you're seeing the unemployment rate kind of skyrocket, you're seeing numbers, uh, worst case scenario up towards like 20%, which that's like six times where we just were a couple of weeks ago. Um, right. So, you know, anything to do to just bring people a smile or, or add some value to a new difficult situation, like just do what you can right now. Don't worry about, you know, co cover yourself and, and figure out what you need, but don't take advantage of any situation. This is for me a perfect situation for people to think long-term, think, how do I add positive, uh, you know, juju or vibe to, uh, right. you know, me in the, in the overall, because I think regardless of what happens in your positive, you have somebody that's going to look back on this and say, wow, this guy was trying his best to, to help, you know, whatever little small area in his space, you're going to have opportunities that come up because of that. So mm -hmm. just, you know, go into, go into that positive survival mode, not in the, negative survival mode where you're trying to take advantage of people. And I think everybody's going to be okay here. I, I, I don't want to think the opposite way because I think, um, people are seeing enough of that. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're, they're seeing enough of the doom and gloom. I, our content has always been leaning towards the positive. We've, we've never really went towards that. We don't are, we're not trying to, to sell clicks for negativity or anything like that. So I think, you know, this is a time where everybody should just be, you know, looking towards the future, trying to figure out what can we do today to, to, to set ourselves up for the future. I mean, I know that sounds corny and whatever, but I think that's just the way you got to think about it right now. This is a, this is a time right now that will really, truly test businesses and those who can thrive during this time in a tasteful way and do it in a respectful way are the ones who are going to be set up for longevity because there are a lot of businesses right now being like, what are we going to do? How do we do this? And that's why they're calling you. They're calling me and be like, what are we supposed to do? 
Well, if you'd listen to Josh Shaw speak every week, he says you should always have a contingency plan. You should have a backup plan. You should have uh, an emergency, like an emergency plan in case stuff like this happens, um, cash flow, whatever it might be. Like, don't spend every dime you have on your on your most recent production run. Like, you should have a cushion to take care of yourself for a while. There's a lot of things that you can and cannot do. So, in the in this time of weirdness as a consumer, as a brand, approach it delicately. Continue to continue to try to help people. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you if your brand acts as if it's a human being and treats others accordingly, you should be fine. You should be fine during yeah. this time. Um, if you want to be, you know, quite frankly, a distasteful piece of shit, then you can do that. But people are going to remember that. We're going to come on the other yep. side of this and be like, remember that time that that brand tried to take advantage of me? Those dickheads. Yeah, fuck them. I, I don't got time for them. Yeah. So um, if you guys like what you heard here on the podcast, hit the subscribe button, iTunes, Spotify. You can watch us via YouTube. Check us out on Facebook, Two Guys, One Shaker Cup. We're over at Instagram as well, Two Guys, One Shaker Cup, at Jay Shaw Consulting, at Fitness Informant. Josh, wash your hands. Cover your mouth. Just don't touch your face. <laughs> don't touch your face. And uh, you stay healthy, my friend. There you go. There you, you, go. you as well. You as well. <laughs> Podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.